0: Welcome back to another episode of the Inquisitive Mamba Podcast. This is episode 77. It's a pleasure to have my guest on today's show, Zuby Charles. Zuby, how's it going, my man? I'm doing good, Joey. How's everything with you, man? Everything's been amazing. We're actually here in Miami, Florida. Sunny, sunny, Florida this weekend. Haven't been back to Florida in a few months, but man, is it hot out here. I
1: know. I mean, we're getting lucky right now. We're beating the rain and sunny right now, we're getting a little cloudy, but you know, everything's looking good out here.
0: Yeah, so before we get into the show, I kind of want the listeners and the viewers to kind of get to know who you are, a little bit about yourself, and so tell everyone who Zubi Charles is and kind of take it from there.
1: So um I'm originally from Fort Myers, Florida, same hometown as Joey. Uh, we've known each other since high school, kinda college and you know, been friends since then. Currently I am a sports reporter from the University of Miami. I cover all the athletics so football, basketball, baseball, soccer, you name it. You know, I'm there covering, you know, uh, games, you know, press conferences, recruitment, all that good stuff. So been doing that for a year and a half now. This is my second year. Previously I used to work for USA Today and you know, now I'm doing this in Miami, you know. Couldn't be I couldn't get any lucky, you know in the position I am now so early in my career working for such a big university. It's been awesome so far.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I'm so glad people, you know, will get to hear your story today because I've known you for so many years now, just kind of seeing you grow throughout your career. We actually did a few things when we were both in college. I was at University of Florida. You were at FGCU working for USA Today. We got the chance to cover the uh, Rocket Mortgage uh, college basketball tournament. (laughs) That was a lot of fun there. But so kind of talk about you know how you got to the Miami Hurricanes kind of talk about how you got to Miami and just kind of take it from there
1: so I worked for like I said USA Today for about a year during my senior year in college and kind of it was weird so I graduated on May 7th and I believe like May 14th or May 15th like a week and a half later I got a DM from my boss so company I work for is but on three it's a big like upcoming company recruiting team coverage all that stuff so he reaches out to me and he's like hey I've seen what you do like you've done for USA Today. would you like be interested in coming working full-time for the university of miami and i was like this is crazy like i graduated a week ago and then i'm getting a random dm from a guy i never met i thought it was fake at first and then i was like all right let me just take this opportunity i drive down here i have lunch with him. he interviews like 70 other people and then he's like he's like you know you're the only guy that i really like you want to you know accept this position and i was like let's do it so i come down here i start working i go from like Covering high school to like college athletics, which is like a complete change for me. Like going from like talking to like high school kids, and then you know I'm face to face with Mario Cristobal like my first day at work, and I'm just like, this is surreal, this is crazy. Like a month ago, I was covering like a triathlon in Naples, and now I'm at the University of Miami, like a school that I watched growing up, and all that good stuff. So. It's been crazy, but, you know, just embracing everything, just trying to take everything in the moment and just enjoy it while I can because you never know when something's going to happen. Something may change or another opportunity may present itself, but, you know, just enjoying the moment right now with everything.
0: I love how you said you never know what is going to happen. You don't know what's going to come next, especially in the sports world with the sports news, with the 24-hour news cycle, and now you're kind of getting a chance to see what the Miami Hurricanes are made of and you know, working for their college football, working as a reporter for the entire athletics. So, you know, covering from basketball to baseball to football, what are some of the highs and lows of being a sports supporter throughout the season? Because at one point of the year, you have football, then you have basketball, and you have baseball. So kind of talk about, you know, what that's like for you.
1: So it's kind of interesting, because some of the sports kind of intertwine. So towards the tail end of football, we'll start basketball picking up. So you're bouncing back and forth towards the tail end of basketball, you have baseball picking up. But just between all of it, I would say there aren't really many lows. I would say the only lows is like obviously we saw what happened with the Georgia Tech-Miami game. Yeah. With that big blunder at the end of the game, I was kind of talking about it before we got on. It's just like, so I don't know if people, like when, you, when you're in a press box, you kind of have to leave a minute or two before the game ends to try to get to the, the press area and stuff like that. So I'm leaving the press box and Miami's up, I think a minute, 40 seconds left, first down somewhere. Like, and right, this is in the back. As I'm walking out the stadium, I hear screams and shrieks and I'm just like, what's going on? I walk back in the stadium i see georgia Tech taking an extra point to win the game i was like this is crazy and then you know you have to talk to the people after i would say those are the lows where it's like obviously people don't want to talk about the situation but you know it's your job you have to report the news good or bad you, have yeah. to, you know let the people know what's happening so those are the kind of the lows and then the highs are you know when the teams went in you get to meet these guys like one person that or a coach that i love at Miami's is coach laranega jim laranega he's the nicest most welcoming most open guy ever i remember the first time he we went to one of their open practices he had the whole team come around and greet every single media member like shake our hands and introduce wow. ourselves sounds like that's how you like run a program you're open to the media your players you know understand what they're doing obviously you know people don't love talking to the media sometimes but it's, it's a part of life it's a part of your job so just interacting with these players you know getting their stories hearing their stories there's a play on miami uh basketball his name is north shadow he's the first nicaraguan division one basketball player ever and i did a story about him like figuring out like how he got to america and all this stuff and it was just crazy and she's like getting to see these people's stories and where they come from and you know where they are now is probably I'd say my highest and just being able to tell people these people's stories it's like it's awesome to me.
0: I'm so glad you got a chance to talk about that because I think with so many people now with the internet trolls and just people on Twitter and Instagram, they don't really know what it's like being a sports reporter. And we had our friend Alex Martin on the show earlier in the summer, and he kind of took a deep dive of how you're kind of talking about it. And it's just really cool to hear a sports reporter's side of the story because we just see the news as fans. We don't really see the ins and outs. Now, I did some sports coverage throughout my time in college, but nowhere near on the level of you have throughout your time being a sports reporter, but it's just so interesting to hear the backstory, what really goes on behind the scenes, what Jim Laranega is like, what Mario Cristobal is like, what it's like being around the fans and also working for one of the biggest universities in the world. So, you know, what is it like working in one of the biggest sports markets in the world as Miami? Because you have the Dolphins, you have the Heat, you have the Hurricanes, you know, so talk about that.
1: It's crazy. So, yesterday, like I said, I mentioned I a couple of recruiting, so there was a few Miami recruits that were playing a high school game yesterday at Travis Powell Stadium, it was Miami Central versus Miami New Orleans on the sideline, you see Xavier Howard, you know, from the Dolphins walking up and down, you know, talking to these kids. You see Duke Johnson, you know, former NFL running back, played in Miami on the other sideline talking to these kids. So I feel like this entire market of Miami or this whole area is just kind of intertwined with, you know, each other one way or another. Obviously, like the Dolphins or people that play at these schools. Uh, earlier this year, we saw Jaden Waller on the sidelines, a whole bunch of things. And, you know, it's really, really interesting. Coming from Fort Myers, it's kind of a smaller market not the biggest thing and then just jumping into Miami it's like very how I describe it is very fast paced like things are moving a thousand miles per hour for me and that's something I kind of had to you know get used to It's like okay let me slow myself down before I kind of get lost in all this mixing but it's it's amazing you know we have Messi down here now and yeah you know some of the media members always joke about Mario Chris, tomorrow Cristobal well, you know when are you gonna get Messi in a game and things like that so you know when Miami the coaches say the best when Miami the teams are winning there's nothing like Miami and obviously you know Football teams winning a little bit, a big game, you know, it's North North Carolina coming up, but just when the teams are winning, the energy is just different down here, and obviously I heard that before, and until you're kind of in it, and you're in, in the day in and day out talking to these guys, seeing how they move, seeing how they talk, it's really different in energy down here when teams are winning, and teams are doing well, so I love it so far.
0: I, it kind of goes back to, like, you're embracing it, you're here, you're in the Miami culture, the 305, you have... Miami's been, you know, a big market for years like the Heat, the Dolphins, but when I think of it kind of when you come here to visit, you think of my, the song Miami, party in the city with the Heat is on. So I just kind of get that vibe, but that's super cool that you know you've been, you know, been able to your first year out of college work in one of the biggest sports markets in the world. So that's just that's just amazing. So what what do you do outside of, you know, being a sports reporter? Like what do you like to do in your free time? So
1: honestly, I've just I just, when I'm not working in sports, I kind of not watch sports as odd as it sounds because I'm surrounded by like sports 24 7. So whenever I'm, you know, not covering or working, I just go to the beach, obviously. There's a ton of beaches here, so Fort Lauderdale, South Beach, everything. I just, I, I've become like a beach junkie a little bit. I kind of love the beaches, chilling out there here in the waves. I did yoga on the beach the It was my first time doing yoga, so I was like all zen up and all this stuff. And I was like, dude, I'm not as flexible as I thought. But just things like that, working out with friends. I have a few buddies from college that actually live in this area too, so going over their house, kicking and playing basketball, just simple things that I used to do when I was in high school to try to. You know get away from you know not stress but like your work life because yeah obviously you know you can't get consumed by what you do for work or you're just gonna you know overdo yourself and burn out and that's something i try to never do just burn myself out if i ever get to that point i'm just like all right let me close my computer let me relax because if i work when i'm like overthinking and things like that i just get super repetitive and i'm just like i know i'm not putting my 100 percent into this so let me just relax close my macbook close my laptop just go for a walk or something like that
0: you know, recently on the show, in the past couple episodes, we've been trying to take a deeper dive into finding that healthy balance. You know, how can I find a healthy balance in life? And for you, since you're my guest today, how do you find a healthy balance between sports and personal life and just outside things that you have going on? I know you said you like to go to the beach and like to do yoga and work out, but like, how do you really find that healthy balance? Like, what really makes you like, this feels so good, I'm balancing my life, I'm not super stressed about my, my work life and everything else going on?
1: So I think my biggest thing to kind of balance myself out is just, is just talking to my friends so that's something I always do is like if I'm ever stressed, anything like that I'll just call one of my buddies and just catch up like if it's not something I spoke someone I spoke with within a year I spoke with them yesterday I just always like catching up with people seeing how they're doing in life checking up on them that kind of makes me feel better seeing how everyone else is doing because Obviously, you know, you can't talk to every single person you've ever spoken to in your life or check up on every single one of your friends But if I can reach out to one of my buddies, you know, this week or another one the next week or something like that That just makes me feel good to see. Hey, how are you? How are you doing? Because I hope, you know Sometimes I get that call to it. Hey, how are you doing? And when I get that call, I'm just like, man I'm glad I have someone that actually cares about me, things like that. So I feel like Me, you know, kind of unwinding myself is kind of me helping other not helping other people Just talking to other people and, you know, seeing how they're doing. So I feel like that kind of helps me balance out things to see the other perspectives, see, see you know, views from, from different angles and things like that.
0: That was a really good answer there. I'm so glad you kind of got a chance to tell everyone your healthy balance, finding your way. And I think like kindness is so important, right? Like how just, just the little things in life, just being like, just, you may, I don't know, you hold the door for somebody or you may, you know, Let's just say in the media room, right? You grab somebody a water. Hey, I'll grab you a coffee. That could just change their entire day. Exactly. And just the little things in life, it doesn't always have to be the biggest things, right? It doesn't have to be the, the most you know expensive things, but just the small little things can... You know, change somebody's day. Exactly. You just, you may have did that, you may, you d- you did that for somebody, and everything could just completely change for them. So, I'm glad you got a chance to talk about that. But for the second half of the show, we're going to talk a little bit about sports, a little yeah. bit of pop culture, kind of just going kind to of know what's going on right now in the NFL. So, the buzz right now in the in the NFL is the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. You're covering them. So, what's the buzz around the city, of South Beach, Miami, with the, with the Dolphins? I mean, they're, they're hot. They had the, you know, blunder against the Bills, but other than that, they've looked spectacular yeah no
1: it's crazy it's just this whole year south florida sports has been you know kind of on top or near the top we have you know the florida panthers the miami heat uh now now the, the the hurricanes the dolphins are doing really well so it's awesome the college basketball teams, the men went to the final four the women went to elite eight so just south florida sports is buzzing and i feel like the dolphins are kind of the cherry on top of everything obviously being kind of one of the bigger sports teams down here the nfl team so Everyone's loving it It kind of rubs off like I mentioned the energy just kind of flows around all the sports teams If one sports team is doing good, then you see the next one. Like, All right These guys are keeping up. Let's let's keep on going keep on going So it's amazing and just the, the whole city just feels you know a lot happier And obviously I wouldn't say you know it affects the mood like off oh, a sports team is bad But it really does help if a sports team is winning You see people smile a little bit more you see less people honking their horns in traffic and little things like that But just the energy and the buzz around Miami when the teams are winning is just different. It's amazing <laughs>
0: We're talking about the Dolphins, have you come across Tyreek Hill or any of the Dolphins players?
1: No, so the only one really is Xavier Howard and uh, Jalen Waddle earlier this year, but you know, not, not too much contact with them. But you know, when I do meet them, I kind of, hey, how's everything going with them? They're real nice guys, real cool.
0: That's super cool. Did you see the Tyreek Hill uh, story this week where last week against the Giants, he scored the touchdown and the fan tried taking the ball? And it Ty- Tyreek gave it to his mom. Did mm-hmm. you see that? Did
1: you see? Yeah, I saw that. And then yeah. he brought uh, the dude another ball. Yeah. I saw that too. I was like, dude, Tyreek Hill is such an awesome guy for that.
0: Yeah, he gets a lot of hate. And I am not the biggest Tyreek Hill fan. I mean, he did talk trash about the Patriots. But I get it. It's sports. Everyone's going to have their opinions. Like, that's the thing too. It's like, who cares, you know? But it was really cool that he brought the ball he brought the, the ball to a fan, autographed it for him, and the, the fan was just like in awe. He was like speechless. So I thought that was really cool. I really like when players give back to the fans because at the end of the day, fans are the reason why the players, you know, kind of go around. I mean, without the fans in the stadium, you're not selling any tickets. Exactly. You know.
1: that, that's kind of one thing I like kind of realized too, like working within sports and things like that because obviously I used to be a fan and, yeah. you know, rooting on these teams. I used to think, you know, these guys are like, you know, amazing, real, like, Oh, different people but then you see them in person you talk to them these are just regular guys normal guys really really good at what they do so yeah. that's one thing that a uh, different perspective that I kind of picked up and I'm like wow like this is completely different from, from looking from the outside in and kind of being around these people you know day in and day out it's like these are normal people that go home and do the same things that i do so yeah. it's pretty cool seeing them not playing football or doing things like that like terry killed did.
0: like yeah you, like you said it's a job for them right like they're going you're going to get criticized like if you're bad at your job you deserve to be criticized yeah. I, I mean some people you know put them on it they're amplified they're on a huge level a super high scale but it also too, they're just people. Like if your performance isn't good, you're going to be graded on it. But you're just on a, a bigger scale. You're just on the on a global level. You know, if you don't play good, you're going to get judged. Exactly. That's the way it is. If you go into work and you don't make the correct report or you miss your timesheet, you're going to get told. Toast, toast. So sorry, it's just the way it is. That's how it is. <laughs> you know, it's like a lot of them don't like the constructive criticism. Evan Neal recently. I don't know if you've seen how bad he's been playing. Oh my giants, he went out on Instagram, or excuse me, went on uh, Twitter, and he was tweeting, like, oh, basically just kind of defended himself. And the fans w- were letting him have it.
1: Did you see the Jerry Judy thing with Steve Smith? Yes, oh, I did. Oh, my goodness. Dude,
0: I, when I, was, so I was at work, actually, you know, West Coast Pacific time, the game start earlier over there, and a coworker kind of walked by me, and I told him, I said, did you see the Jerry Judy, Steve Smith thing? I was irate when I saw that from Steve ah, Smith. That was awful. Where does he have the business? And I, I don't understand why Steve Smith thinks he has the right. If a GM calls me, I'm going to tell him to not trade jur- you? That was
1: so weird to me. You're that not was so in the NFL weird I't tell
0: anymore, me. dude?
1: I was like, what type of weight does your like right? Like, do you hold? He was, and he was just talking trash to him. I'm like, as a reporter, as a journalist, as whatever, you have to be, you know be professional i feel like that yeah. was so unprofessional by his part obviously i don't know the complete backstory if they have something going on behind there, but still, exactly you're, still yes you're on a national scale you're one of the biggest you know NFL reporters in the country and you're kind of just belittling and back. obviously he's not having the best start to his career you No, know, that happens that's inevitable you know some things like that but you can't just straight up bash 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 on national tv like that and say oh the gm calls me you know you're not gonna get treated to this team it's like
0: on Steve Smith. That really, like, really, really got me. I was just like, you're on a professional level. Like, you should be... Just because you're Steve Smith doesn't mean that you're still not working your job for NFL Network. You know how many people would kill for that job yeah. that he has, and he goes and does that? And then a few weeks ago, Rodney Harrison was trying to bait Chris Jones into yeah. the question about Zach Wilson. Like, he weird. sucks. Or like, Dante Whitner a few weeks ago, or actually recently about Dak Prescott. He just sucks. What happened to the analytical side of, like, judging a player off of their play? He just sucks. Well, like, how do you how do you expect to be taken seriously?
1: Yeah, and I love Chris Jones' response to that. He's like, no, don't say all that. Now, you know, he's here for a reason. And, like, people forget. Obviously, Zach Wilson, another guy, not having the best start to career. But second overall pick a couple years back. He's not in the best situation in New York, as, you know, we obviously know. So just that that's something that I kind of don't like with reporting, just bashing a team or things like that. Because that even happened with Miami the other day after their loss. I'm not going to name any names. But there was a reporter for the herald was just bashing and bashing and bashing i'm like you wait till this happens to kind of air out the bag and say all this stuff and it's just like that's so weird like i don't know that's just that's something that as a reporter that's one thing i really don't like is like you taking time out of your day to bash people when they're already at a low point it's just like Come on, now. You, you can do better than that. I'm with
0: you on that one, too. And the last point I'll make about, oh, geez, that sweat just got in my mouth. It's freaking hot out here. <laughs> Jeez, Miami, man. They're the going to heat this weekend. But, no, the Steve Smith thing. Jerry Judy was behind him dancing, too. Now, now for the other side of the coin, right? Sean Payton and the Broncos, they're not doing well. It's, it's been very rough for them. If you're Sean Payton, right, and you're the Broncos' head coach, you are the driver's seat of this organization for the football players. Where is the accountability? Why are you letting your players on the field dancing behind the set? Like, what, are we just completely like, oh, you can just go into do a job and do whatever you want now?
1: Yeah, no. That makes no sense. Broncos country is not right. No, now. it's they're not. There's not. no Dangerous. There's yeah. no Orange
0: Crush. I mean, those jerseys are just – they're looking worse and worse by the day because there ain't no orange on those jerseys. They're looking dark. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know, man. That, that one really got me there. So But Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, you've yes. got to talk about <laughs> it. I cannot not talk about this. She was at the game again. Mm-hmm. So as an NFL fan or, you know, being a reporter, being around the sports world, now, how do you feel about this whole I and mean, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift at the game? Like, what do you think of it?
1: So at first I thought it was cool, and then I feel like every time I watch a Chiefs game, so I'm getting more, you know, Taylor Swift time than actual game yep. time. You know, obviously the NFL is, you know, capitalizing on the Swifties movement because <laughs> yeah. before the Taylor Swift, obviously I knew who Taylor Swift was, but I didn't understand, like, the power the Swifties had, and I, like, saw some things on Twitter. <laughs> I'm like, these people are not crazy. Please don't come after me, Swifties. These people are very uh, involved and, and love Taylor Swift. With, and yes. I was like, Damn. She really has a strong fan base behind and I heard something's like a podcast with
0: Swifties kind of learning football now. Like, New Heights podcast. Travis Kelsey, oh and Jason gosh. Kelsey. They have their own podcast. It's actually reached number one in the world. I don't. We don't really talk about all the podcast on the shows, but I love this one, and it's so it's so good. And Jack, Jason has been trying to like push it, push it, push it with uh, with Travis, and uh, he's like, well, you know, kind of trying to keep it under the wraps, trying to keep holding, But in the last episode, they talked about it, and. Jason was like saying there were Swifty fans at the Rams-Eagles game, and Travis was like, uh, <laughs> so, but it's funny. And then also what they'll do is they'll answer questions on the show, and then they'll be like, Swifty, one, two, three, what is man coverage, uh, Travis or Jason, or what is a slant route, or Jason, what is this or that, so. That's pretty it's, cool. it's pretty funny.
1: Nah, Taylor Swift is... Very powerful. Yeah, she, she can do a lot of things with her fan base and whatever she has behind her But. It's pretty. I mean, it's cool that the NFL is embracing it, but I don't know if I can do it for the rest of the season. Every game, a Taylor Swift can be on it. Yeah, it's cool. It's been cool so
0: far. It's yeah. been it's been cool, like you said. I, I got tired of it at first, but I'm like now I'm like I expect her to be there. Exactly. So like I'm waiting. Like earlier in the week, I was like, is she going to be at the Broncos game? Is Travis is like up in the air to play? He's got the ankle injury he suffered against the Vikings. So like, it's what's going on here? Actually, was kind of funny. Is, is the Eagles and the Chiefs play this season in Philly? She's going to be on tour, so it's like remains to be seen if she's going to be at the the Eagles Chiefs game. If that happens, might as well just close your phone because yeah, the, the notifications yeah. just yeah. the flood for the floodgate to be open. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah right. That, that that one was for the Swifties. No, we're staying at this Airbnb, and there's some train. There's a train that comes by every uh, so often, so it feels like it's on of timer. but. Yeah, so talks a little bit about that. Let's talk about Coach Prime, Dion Sanders, Colorado. They were off to a great start to start the season and now the it's just kind of the watches are breaking slowly in Colorado. So, let's talk about that. How are you feeling about Coach Prime Colorado?
1: So, obviously with him being from Fort Myers, I'm kind of a homer and like yeah. I love to see him, you know, succeed in things like that and you know, yesterday they blew a 29 point lead to Stanford, which is yes. insane, but I like what he's doing over there. I, honestly, you know, a program that hasn't been relevant for forever since, you know, I started watching college football. Yeah. And you know, Colorado hasn't been anything new. I think they have one good season in like 2017, and 2018. But with a program that's struggling like that, I feel like you need a guy like Deion Sanders to come in to bring some juice, bring some energy. And he's not only affecting the football program, but you see everyone in Boulder is happier. You see, you know, the, the things that he does for the businesses around there and how he's helping those guys out in the economy and things like that. So. I know it's easy to hate on Dion because you know ESPN or Bleacher Report, you know, publishes him six to seven times a day and all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, I kind of look at a bigger picture. He's making a good change in the program. He's helping out the city of Boulder as well, so I think it's a win-win for them. Obviously, they're exceeding expectations a little bit this year. Obviously, now they're kind of, you know, slipping up a bit. But it's inevitable. It's going to happen. You overhaul an entire roster, very hard to do in college football. So. Overall, I-, I love what Dion's doing. Yeah, I try to keep the home- homer aside, but I-, I love what he's doing over
0: there. I like what Dion's doing over there, too, but I think a little bit needs to be under the wraps, right? Like, I don't think we need, like, the big celebrities there and Shadur doing the watch thing. I mean, you haven't won anything, Zuby. Like, I just – I think it's cool. It's great. It's great for this sport of college football, the NIL. I love Dion. don't get me wrong, but I think that there needs to be, like, some – discipline involved right mm-hmm. like the watch thing and the players doing this and that's like like guys you, you haven't earned anything yet like let's play and then we can you know go as we you know go as we learn right so but yeah last night's loss was, oh was bad and even he said Dion said actually he's like we're trying to figure out here if I have players that love the game or not. And also a few weeks ago he did say he's like, well, we're not there yet. We're still missing the players, which is nice because he's, you know, kind of feel he's he's feeling that feel. But yeah, last night was just tough. Yeah. You can't blow that. I mean, that's a, that's just that's just bad. Yeah. And then also too during the game supposedly Shadur Sanders had his Instagram story. They put an Instagram story up during the middle uh-huh. of the game with his watch link or something. I was just like, dude, that's bad. Yeah. Like that's what I'm talking about right there. Like that just looks bad on the program itself. Mm-hmm. You're the you're the boss. You can't let that happen.
1: Yeah, no, those little slip-ups. That's one thing I was gonna mention too. It's kind of like I feel like they're letting the media get to their head a little bit. Like yes. you said, the washing and, and the, yes. the logo thing and things like that. Obviously, you know that gets players hype, but you got to back that up. And when you go to Oregon, you do that stuff, and then yeah. you get you know blitzed by 55 points. It's just like all right, yeah. you got to take it, looks turn it down a little bit. It looks very bad, but. I don't know, it's gonna be interesting. The rest of their schedule is pretty hard. Well I they're think. four and
0: three now, yeah. so I mean it would have been nice to be five and two. You're feeling good. Yeah, you lost the two big ranked games, but you're still feeling better than you were. Last night it was just a twenty nine point lead like that. And
1: how they lost too, it's just the same wide receiver, the same slant on Travis Hunter, his first game back.
0: I was just like did you see the touchdown that Stanford scored? Yeah, it, it was the he threw it over the top, and the Travis Hunter was facing this way, was basically facing this way. Caught it like it, this. On yeah, the back he caught of his it head. right over his oh helmet. I was just gosh. like, I mean, that's just tough. Yeah,
1: that was that was a cherry on top. That's all right. That's, that's tough. Upset time.
0: Pac-12 defense though, man, oh, it's like patrocious. these late West Coast weird, weird wonky games, and there's like no defense. Yeah,
1: no, it's, it reminds me of like the Big Twelve a couple years ago when Oklahoma was putting up like 70 points yeah. on everybody. It's just like – Pack 12 at night. It's 2 a.m. over here. It's midnight over there. It's like, yeah. All right, defense, forget about it. Let's just run up the scores. But Exactly. It's going to be interesting to see how they do the rest of the year, man.
0: It will be. Uh, for college football this season, I haven't really seen a dominant team. No. I mean, Georgia looked dominant against Kentucky last weekend. They're playing Vanderbilt mm-hmm. right now. But other than that, like I haven't really seen a whole lot. Like Michigan, they look good. I really like USC, but they don't have any defense. Zero. Zero. Every time I watch Caleb Williams, Zuby, I am flying out of my seat. Yeah. Like, you have to glue me down because if not, I'm going here and I'm going. I mean, he's just amazing to watch. No, I freaking love him. <laughs> I was watching the game
1: last weekend versus Arizona in overtime, and he yeah. had the score, and I was just like, you literally can't stop him. Like, there was no. mathematically the angles, you know, nothing, yep. and then he just makes one, two, and then he scores, and I'm just like, this kid is, like, amazing.
0: I hate to compare other players to other players, right? But for me, he just – it gives me Mahomes all yeah, over a thousand again. Percent. If you put a mask over both of them, I couldn't tell you the difference. Caleb's ability to create is just unreal. Like, he, he'll, he'll drop back in the pocket he'll roll out. And his ability to create is just – it gives me, like, Mahomes. Mahomes against the Broncos yeah, on Thursday night, he had a kind of similar thing. He rolls out. He waited for Travis Kelsey, He was kind of in – he ran, like, a stick route. Kind of, like, waiting in the soft spot in the zone. And he just completely, like, this destroy the defense. Caleb does the same thing. Rolls out, looks, creates. It's like he it's special.
1: He Stands there, you know, waits, waits, waits. His O lineman or blocking. He makes a move, and then it's different arm angles. He's throwing the ball. It's just like this kid is like a generational talent.
0: Yeah, this is actually a really good one here. Caleb Williams was brought up by an NFL GM. He said Caleb Williams would have gone ahead of Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, and Justin Herbert in the in both the 2020, 2020 2021 draft. I I think yeah. he would have. I really think Caleb Williams, if he was in that position, he would have gone ahead of all those quarterbacks. I
1: 100% agree. And one of my buddies, uh, like I mentioned, I called my friend just to check up on him. We were yeah. talking about that yeah. yesterday on my car right over here. And he's like, no, he's not as good as him. I was like, oh, I don't know. It's, it's pretty close. And I'm giving it to Caleb Williams because, like you said, what he does running the ball, he's an excellent runner. What he does passing the ball, excellent pass. He's like, obviously, Jerbo and Trevor Lawrence had great arms, but, They're not as elusive and they're not making moves like he can so it's just like you combine those two and yeah he's a he's a good leader too he's been doing this since he was a freshman oklahoma he's proven he's done it two different places so you can't say oh it's just you know the school he's at he's proven it he's won the heisman i think he's gonna win the heisman again i think so too so i have to give it to me i think i think at where they were all at the same point in their careers i think caleb williams is better than trevor lawrence and Joe joe burrow
0: I think at this point, I mean, yeah, Joe Burrow won a national title, Trevor Lawrence won, but I think Caleb just pound for pound is better. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I think if you put Caleb Williams in the NFL right now, like, I think he'd be just as good, if not better. It's just his raw talent is insane. I mean, when you watch him, put on the tape, and he just flies off your screen how good he is. He had that play against Colorado a couple weeks ago. He kind of rolled out. He waited. the receiver it was Taj Washington he was kind of running a route like this the the linebacker kind of completely missed him and Taj just completely took off Caleb zipped it over the top I was like dude this kid's special. We'll see you on Sundays, Caleb. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just been remarkable to see. But I think, though, on the other side of the coin, Michael Penix mm-hmm. will have something to say about the Heisman this year because Oregon, excuse me, Oregon, Washington. Oregon plays Washington today, but Washington is going to play USC here in a few weeks, mm-hmm. and that could be the deciding factor for the Heisman.
1: No, that's going to be big. And another thing that I realized, just looking around college football, you know, most of the top quarterbacks are transfers, and the transfer portal's is crazy because Shador transfer, Caleb Williams transfer, Michael Penix transfer, Bo Nix Transfer Sam Hartman transfer like yep. most of the major programs point of viewers from Texas transfer most of these big time programs yeah if you're not grabbing a guy out the portal man it's it's not good level it's working it's working but yeah Panix is a guy that I watched a little bit when he was at Indiana mm-hmm. a couple of years ago and I was like this dude is special he goes out to Washington he, he's on a bigger scale and has a better team and he's showing the whole country so he's a guy that I really like I'm gonna be you know real interested to see how things go against Oregon
0: a last point I'll make here he got a massive NIL deal with Adidas if, like, like a week a week ago. That all was right. crazy when I saw that. Now, these kids are making I said kids like I'm not the same age.
1: These guys in college are making so much money. Yes. And like just hearing about these deals and just hearing these numbers, it's just like if I knew this would happen, I'd have dedicated my life to sports since I was came off the womb because these kids yeah. are making, you know, almost millions. Some yeah. are making millions, uh, almost all of them making six figures, multiple deals, it's crazy.
0: Bronny James is making I think six million this year. <sighs> Livy Dunn is at four million Caleb, I think, was, like, in the five ballpark. Travis Hunter was up there as well. It's like yeah. – and then Caleb Williams is, like, deciding him and his dad are, like, well, if, they, if he wants to stay or not. I think he'd be foolish to stay in college mm-hmm. football another year. I mean, he's probably going to win the Heisman this year. Imagine yeah. another year. Next year, I think he should just go to the NFL. I mean, but I didn't really understand that because they were like, well, he was trying to, like, pick what team he wanted to go to. Like, kind of, like, have your cake and eat it too. Mahomes got lucky. Mm-hmm. Who knows if he would have been in the situation if he didn't get you know, fall into the laps of Andy Reid and – but – I just I think you gotta go. Yeah. You know, I think you're who knows, you get injured in college football. Yeah. Yes, you're making the NIL money, but nothing like NFL money.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree with you. When I first heard that when they're like, Oh, if the situation's not right, we might stay back here I was like At that point, when is the situation ever gonna be right for right. the first overall pick? Exactly so just, you know you know, have a victory lap, you know, go finish go. out your junior year and just go, man, because yeah. like you said, you never know what can happen with injuries never or know. something like that. And, God forbid anything does happen, but if I'm Caleb Williams, I'm packing it up after this <laughs> take my talents to the
0: league. I'm packing it up in SoCal, and I'm heading to whatever team, right, now. could be the Cardinals, could be mm-hmm. the Bears, no, it's not going to be the Patriots, I wish, but <laughs> anyway, so I really wanted, to, I briefly wanted to talk about food on the episode, kind of, you know, your takes and see how you're feeling. What's some, like, cool food spots in Miami that, you know, you have gotten into here, just being here? So there's a
1: rooftop spot, it's not in Miami, it's in Fort Lauderdale, it's called rooftop and they have like the best appetizers and drinks I've ever had in my life and I recently started getting into sushi a little bit because I just never like sushi they have the best spicy tuna rolls I've ever had obviously I've probably had like two spicy tuna rolls yeah I don't like sushi but those are my favorite things but there's a lot of holes in the walls here and little food trucks that's a big thing down here if you go in Wynwood late night snacks oh it's, (laughs) it's the best thing after after you know a night out with your buddies unwind hit a food truck and just enjoy it and just dig in but there's a lot of spots down here that are like, you just see, and you're like, hmm, whoa, what's this all about? You go in. I had schnitzel for the first time. What's that? It's, uh, I believe it's a, a Jewish food. It's like chick, some type of chicken. <laughs> One of my friends brought me there because North Miami has a lot of um, Israeli and Jewish spots, and I was uh-huh. like, I'll try it out, but schnitzel was something that, that I really like and I, I tried out. That was, that was interesting that I didn't think I'd like. Safe to say you'll be trying it again. Yeah,
0: for sure, for sure. So going a rooftop, right? Are we talk? what are we talking here? Is it draining the bank account? Like, how are we feeling? Is it uh, an expensive night? Like, am I like, oh gosh, this is going to be a rough one. It's not, it's
1: not anything crazy, but it's not like something where you can go every single day, and enjoy their food, you know, <laughs> it's going to be like, all right, I'm going to save this for a little special occasion, yeah. you know, a little celebratory, you know, drink or something like that. But. Obviously everything in Miami is just like inflated like crazy like everywhere yeah. you go They're charging an arm and a leg for something, but yes. it's good food It's good service you so you're paying for you know what you're getting But you know rooftop is in a spot I'll be you know every single Wednesday or Thursday or Friday for, for a weekly thing
0: living in LA I can totally you know relate to the inflation of the prices and stuff So like when we're talking like how expensive like is it really really expensive here too? Because I'm I don't, I don't live here. So I don't really know
1: I, it just turned green like give me a break I mean Fort Myers, I feel like when I go back there, I'm just like, thank God, I don't have to, you know, worry about this traffic or these insane drivers. So I definitely have to give to Miami with the traffic. It's 10 times worse than
0: Fort Myers. Being on the go, are you like throughout your life and just being here in Miami, like just so much going on for you, coffee drinker?
1: I just started drinking coffee. I like <laughs> literally, I think four days ago, I started, I started drinking cold brew. My friend JP, shout out to JP, he sees this. He gave me, I think it was literally on Monday. He's like, try this. I was like, what is this? I don't like coffee. He's like, just try this. He had to convince for like 10 minutes going back and forth. He's like, just try this. It's gonna give you energy for the rest of the day. I was like, bro, that's, it's stupid. I try it. I feel like a new man. So like, I think I'm addicted to cold brew after two days of drinking. Just
0: just a slight addiction. Yeah, just a little slight.
1: bit. I mean, it, it gets my day started for me because obviously, you know, no one, you know, loves waking up super early, unless yeah. you're wide a little bit different. but. And I'm kind of drowsy in the mornings, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I took the cold brew, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So you get
0: that morning coffee feeling. you and you just feel like a complete new man. You're like, I'm lining up next to Tyreek Kill on the track. I'm going to beat Tyree Kill. Exactly. <laughs> like taking off, those, I'm taking off the uh, sports reporter clothes and we're lining up on the track.
1: <laughs> gives me a lot of fault. Cold brew is a very, very big coffee. So have you, ha-
0: you haven't had hot coffee
1: yet then? No, I don't like coffee at all.
0: I think so. Just cold brew for you. Just cold brew.
1: Yeah, I've never been, I remember when I was younger, I actually tried coffee, but I used to put so much sugar. And like creamer in it, it tastes like hot cocoa. So I was like, "Oh my god, I'm done with this."
0: I actually on the last episode we talked about coffee briefly, and I my coffee order is just the blandest coffee order. It's th- three creams three sugars it's nothing fancy that's it it's just like being from up north like new england rhode island area Mm -hmm. my whole family up there it's always dunkin donuts three creamers three sugars extra cream extra sugar nothing fancy now there's all these like oat milks and lattes and chai lattes and this and that and i'm like uh just give me the three creams three sugars that's simple (laughs) there's
1: one actually there's one i don't consider this coffee it's like a double chocolate chip frappuccino i've had that before i don't i don't know if you consider that coffee but it's another cold one I've had that a few times, it's, it's good, but actual coffee, cold brew is like my
0: thing now. Yeah, you know, I, I just think it's like the, it's the flavors, I guess, too. Mm-hmm. Actually, recently at work, we had the pumpkin spice, like mm-hmm. the, the Starbucks. So they got us the creamer. I fell in love with it.
1: Pumpkin. I've never had any pumpkin. It's I've never good. I've a fan of
0: pumpkins. Really?
1: Yeah. Not a pumpkin up, guy. Not a pumpkin guy. I've never... Bought into the hype with October. Everyone's like, "Pumpkin season's back." I'm like, uh, it's not "I great. have an." Ex-
0: You're not a big coffee drinker, but I have a really embarrassing coffee story I have to share with you. Let's hear. It, let's hear. It. Okay, so sometimes I can be an idiot, but last weekend at my apartment, we had like I saw like the coffee grinder, right? And I bought. You know what a milk frother is? No. So it's like you, it's took off Amazon, you just like froth the milk or like froth the coffee. You just, it's like, you ever seen like those like green juices and you just put the, yeah, the frother. Thing is, yeah, that's what it is. Okay. So my, my dumbass self, what I did was is I took the coffee grinders, right, and I put it into a coffee cup and I put the frother and I ch- tried to do that and threw some ice in there Jeez. thinking it was going to blend the coffee. That's just... It's just dude. A, uh, dude, it was disgusting. I thought I was like, oh, like, it'll make some coffee. No, I don't know what I was thinking, but, yeah. I I, I told a friend of mine, they were like, Joey, I can't defend you on that one. Uh, I yeah. don't even know what you were thinking. They were wow. like, no wonder why it was disgusting. I said, yeah, I tried to throw ice in there try tried to make it like iced coffee, but, like, oh I didn't have a coffee maker, so, like, that's why it didn't work out.
1: I can't imagine how that would have tasted. It's disgusting. Yeah. I had
0: one sip, and I was like...
1: Yeah, no, I'm, oh, I'm tossing that. I'm I threw it away, that. so
0: yeah but briefly before we wrap up do you want like are you into like tv shows at all or not no
1: not really i'm trying to think i usually watch documentaries i need to start watching tv a little bit more because i hear like about good shows like a buddy of mine started watching like power and
0: succession is really good on hbo max
1: yeah i need to i need to start watching more shows if anyone has recommendations or anything like that shoot I'll, them my way i
0: can give you some succession is really good the morning show on apple tv is really good some there's some good netflix documentaries i haven't seen the new beckham documentary on netflix the soccer one with David Beckham I haven't seen that they just dropped that that one's really good there's some pretty good shows out there it's just finding the time I watched Quarterback for a little bit yes that That was was good too that was very good but that one kind of made me change my perspective on the quarterbacks like you kind of really took a deep dive we really got to see Mahomes was really cool Mariota was cool the whole Mariota story Kirk Cousins that was awesome now they're trying to see if there's going to be a season two That'd
1: be interesting that would be definitely something I'd turn in
0: but before we wrap up I did want to give you the chance to you know kind of Share this. I always like to ask my guests before we do the five questions. Is there something that you would like to get off your chest, or something that you've been feeling lately that somebody could maybe take with them from this podcast? Maybe looking back five, ten years, or just something that could you know really maybe change somebody's life. So, what's something that you would like to share? Um, just take risk honestly. You know,
1: take that leap of faith. That there's something that you want to get into, or a hobby that you have, or you know, something that you really want to try and are kind of skeptical about. Or, you don't think it's gonna work out or anything like that, just do it. Because you don't wanna, you know, like you said, you know, look back five years ago and think, Damn, I wish I did this or damn I, I wish I tried this or damn I quit my job to try to pursue that. And you know, obviously like I said, you never know what's gonna happen. It could be a home run or it could be a strikeout, but as long as you, you know, gave it your all, tried it, that's that's the that's the best thing you can do for yourself, honestly. So and if that was my one thing to tell people, just take that leap of faith, you know. Try it. You never know what will come out of
0: anything. That's amazing. I, I have a quote that I always stand by. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take.
1: Exactly. Keep
0: going. Keep going forward. Don't look that way. Keep going, you know. I just think that's super important. Who cares what everyone else thinks? Exactly. They're not going to like what you, you know, haters are going to hate.
1: Mm-hmm. They just
0: fool you, fuel you at the end of the day.
1: And, until you're big and blown up, that's when people are going to start, oh, hey, what's going on? Yep. I love what you see. But at the beginning, everyone thinks it's funny. Everyone else, Kind of joke on oh, what's this guy doing? he it, man. Just at the end of the day, no one has you more than yourself. So just just put faith in yourself man, and just go at it head first.
0: If you weren't there when the ticket sales were low, you're not gonna. We don't want you a part of it now. Yeah. Exactly. We weren't on the train when we had one person with us, and now we have a hundred. See you later. Exactly. just like the, the doors closing. Just like the bandwagon thing in, in football, man. If you're not on the bandwagon now, don't be with us when we're in the Super Bowl <laughs> lifting up the trophy. Give them the Tyreek Hill peace sign. Exactly. So. As always, five questions from my for for you to attend the show. Excuse me. So my first question for you was, who inspires you? Who so inspires me?
1: I think for a long time, my inspiration for like what I did for like my job was Stuart Scott. He's an old, you know, ESPN journalist. He passed away, but recently, someone that inspired me was uh, Dwayne Jackson. Oops, on mission. He, he's a guy that we both know. Just like how he just gives back to the community and tries to uplift everyone and she's just so kind and, you know, welcomes everyone with open arms and, you know, working with him, that's how I got my job first at USA Today. So he's a guy that I've kind of been looking up to as like a role model because he's a guy that, you know, came from, you know, nothing to building up, you know, hoops on mission to be one of the, you know, biggest nonprofit organizations in Southwest Florida, Florida in general, just how he carries himself, you know, he's a family guy and all that stuff. So that's someone, you know, I really look up to and inspires him.
0: That's a great one there. Shout out to Dwayne. We've been trying to get him on the podcast this summer. We were trying to work out the details of his schedule and stuff, but hopefully we'll get him on. We'll do in person. But question three for you is, is excuse me, number two, my, my apologies. What is a funny story that you can share from like your family? Like what's a funny story? Funny story. Funny.
1: Oh my, this is crazy. This is crazy. So when I was younger, this is going to sound wild. I used to like it run across the street like when cars were about to come, like crazy. It was the worst, it was the worst thing ever. I used to like want cheap thrills. So I'd be like, all right, car's coming, I'm gonna start running. And then one day I almost got smacked, and I was like, you know what? I don't think this is for me anymore. It was the weirdest thing ever. But my mom was like, you have to stop this or you're gonna get hit by a car. I was like, I don't care. I just kept doing it over and over and over again. So that was one of the bad things that I did when I was a kid. I'm glad I cut that out, but that, that was a weird, that's like a weird funny story that I think I'll people when I was younger.
0: That's a funny one. Where do you see yourself in five years?
1: Um, hopefully working in a big market, whether it be down here in Miami, New York, LA, just in sports, something to do with sports, because since I was younger, I've always, you know, wanted to play sports or be around sports. So whether it's journalism, whether it's working for a team, whether it's something, just somewhere in sports in a big market, just doing what I love. What is your biggest pet peeve? biggest pet peeve, people that lie for no reason. Oh, that just grinds my gears, just out of the blue. Just, just tell the truth, man. The truth is always the best thing. So people that like to lie is kind of my biggest thing that hurts me.
0: If you could tell your 18 year old self, what is one thing you would tell yourself? That's a good
1: one. Stop procrastinating. That's something I kind of still deal with now. I tried to kick that habit a long time ago. to stop procrastinating. When you have something you need to do, do it put it in the past and move forward so message to 18 year old Zuby in what, 2017 going into college stop procrastinating get your work done don't oversleep don't miss your science classes at 7am all that good stuff
0: and where can listeners find you
1: uh, on X or Twitter whatever you want to call it it's Zuby Charles I-Z-U-B-E-E Charles C-H-A-R-L-E-S that's Instagram Twitter Facebook if you want to you know, <laughs> Facebook me <laughs> uh, LinkedIn same thing just, just my name that's where you guys can
0: find me Well, Azubi, it was a pleasure to have you on today's show. Our second time getting you on. We got a chance to hear about your career as a Miami Hurricane Sports Supporter, working with the basketball team, the football team, a little bit about the NFL and how you, you know, balance your life with you know healthy balance of being, you know, a fan before and now as a you know reporter, hearing the ins and outs. It was just great to have you on. It was just amazing, man. It was just awesome.
1: Yeah, always a pleasure, Joy,
0: man. Hopefully we get another fifty episodes and then we'll do like a one fifty or something like that down the road. Well, guys, this was episode 77. You know where to find us, the Inquisitive Mamba podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. It was a pleasure as always. Got a chance to record in Miami, our very first time recording in Miami. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep pushing. Guys, stay tuned for next episode. Next Saturday, you're going to want to tune in. Azubi, thank you so much for coming on. We will see you next time. Let's go!